Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode number 25, episode number 25, quarter of a way to 100, which is kind of weird to think about that we've actually done that many shows, but here we are. Um, we have not as long of a show as our college football preview, but we do have uh, just a, a, a nice little quaint show, if you will. Um, we've got our week zero review. We have a little Cardinals talk after they just completed an awesome comeback victory last night against the Braves at home. Uh, we have all three of our segments, Tough Scene, in and out and Say Hello, Kiss It Goodbye. And, of course, we have quite a few wheel spins to get through today as well towards the back end of the show. So with that being said, uh, welcome to the new look Riverside for at least this week show. This may be permanent, this may not be permanent, maybe a here and there situation in terms of camera work and audio work. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get on into the show. Welcome, Welcome in to episode, episode number 25. And uh, starting kind of a new tradition when we can, we're just always going to start with in and out because it's become one of our favorite segments. So that is how we're going to start today's show as well, is me and Luke's in and out for the for the past week or so. Um, who wants to go first? You know what? Actually, I want to go first just so I can secure this one for sure. Okay. I saw right, yours. I it's not you yours, I don't think. Okay. okay. Well, I, I only have one, so better not take it. Okay. I have a really good out, too, if you listened to the show last week. Okay. Um, I am 100% in on Bloopy. Dude is just a freaking menace, and it's currently, currently my, favorite my favorite mascot, mascot in all of sports. sports. All, of all of sports. sports. I mean, he he's always battling head-to-head with Big Cat, you know, always calling Big Cat fat, and Big Cat will retaliate, calling him a fat fuck, but Big Cat just, he's honestly losing to Bloopy. Bloopy kind of owns Big Cat in a way, but it's not just that. Bloopy... Yesterday, the video, yeah, the video of him. Yeah, there's a video surfacing multiple because he had multiple highlights yesterday. Of uh, they were, it was uh, the Falcons preseason game, and uh, during the halftime of the Falcons preseason game, they were doing a mascots versus uh, little league youth football league. I think it was either fifth or sixth graders. That's about what they looked like, at least. And so it was like uh, the mascot. So it was like Bloopy, uh, the Falcon, the the Falcons Falcon. Um, I think I saw Cocky the Gamecock out there, uh, the Yellow Jacket. You know, just like all the local mascots from local teams, the Hawk uh, from the Hawks. Uh, you know, just all those and whatnot. And so it was the mascots versus the the youth football players and. Bloopy got a carry on an off-tackle run and absolutely stiff-armed a kid in the face straight, straight into the dirt, dirt like right. Derrick Henry style. The guy. It wasn't just one kid either. It was like oh, two or yeah. three kids that he just threw off of him once like he, an NFL running back. Once he got towards the end zone, there was like four defenders on him, and he just started throwing them off, and they could not tackle him. They, they had poor technique. They were tackling too high, as some would say, and Bloopy just destroyed him and then we flash over to a play where uh he's playing offensive lineman i think he was either playing guard or center 
and he just blew them off the ball and absolutely pancaked a defensive lineman. And, uh, yeah, Bloopy is just on a tear right now. Uh, so while he was putting in the work, though, the Braves actually lost to the Cardinals. But I'm in on Bloopy. He is just a, a great mascot, great Twitter account, great follow. So uh, shout out Bloopy. 100% in on Bloopy. I think his actual name is Blooper. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Although I think on the back of his Braves jersey, I think now it says Bloopy. But yeah, his name is Blooper. But I, okay. a lot of people just call him Bloopy. That's what he, that's kind of what he goes by. It's yeah. Uh, speaking of the mascots, this is, has nothing to do with in and out It could be your tough scene, but the Ravens mascot... Uh, he was also playing in a preseason game with the Ravens. Yeah, the that, Commanders. That, that, one that of them. is one of my tough scenes. Okay, I'll save it for then. But yeah, oh. big mascot week. Yeah, it was a uh, big mascot big night last night. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, Bloopy, what a menace. Okay, my in. I am a hundred percent in on football. I know this is kind of basic, but after watching football yesterday. And they weren't even good games. They were like terrible games. I, the Nebraska Northwestern one was a good game. But other than that, they were, like, weren't competitive really. And there are teams that not really a lot of people cared about. So it was just like, I guess, really hard to to get into it. But not for me. I was into it all the time, and it's just so fun to have football back, knowing that the full slate of college football is going to be back next Saturday is so exciting to me. And then the NFL is just right around the corner after that. So. Uh, I I am 100% in on football of all of all types. High school starts up this week too, or it, it did already start. So if you're a football fan, get ready, yeah, saddle up because we are in prime time right now. Yeah, week zero is almost like the one and only preseason week. That's kind of what it kind of was, except for yeah. me, obviously. North Carolina played last night, and so that was like I got a full taste of like at least uh, a week one. Yeah. But they also play next weekend, too, and it's an even bigger game, like way bigger than last night. Um, but we'll get into that later. But, yeah, I mean, it was just nice to see actually meaningful games played on a television screen. Um, and they did start off with a, a great one, actually. You know, it was like the most non-Big Ten game ever I've ever seen, Northwestern and Nebraska. Uh, there was actually a lot of offense. And uh, there were still some great punts. That's that's one Big Ten staple. But, yeah, it was not a very typical Big Ten game. But it was really, really good, good way, way to start, start the season. Um, yeah, we'll get into that more yeah. in our Week Zero recap. Uh, I'm out, though, on Bills punter, former Bills punter Matt Ariza. I'm 100% out on Matt Ariza uh, as a we, uh, me personally, personally, I think I, I kind of introduced him. As a human, him. as just a decent human. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we introduced him to the podcast like months ago before the draft because, you know, we're college football nerds. I watched him at San Diego State just punt it like 75 and 80 yards, and I just was telling Luke, like, this guy is unreal, and he's got to get drafted. And, uh, yeah, he was punting football's very very far in his preseason games but yeah he also just punted his career away it seems like during the it seems like he punted his career away last year that was a great uh, great use of wording there yeah 
I mean, it, it was it last year? Is that what it's looking like? Uh, it was last season. Okay. I don't know if it was last year. I think it was. They said it was the fall. It was like a holiday party, so either Halloween, Thanksgiving, or something like that. It might have been Christmas. It was eight or nine months ago, but it, it was not. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, mm -hmm. really, in time, less than a year ago. So yeah, you know, people would be like, "Oh, people can change," which is true. Which, if it would have happened like four or five years ago, it would have still been very bad. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, this dude. But I mean, it literally just happened. Yeah. So the girl so, was what seventeen. That's that's a uh, breaking the law in California, right? But so if it was, uh, it's breaking the law in almost every state, I think. But yes, in California, I do believe so. Um, but this uh, so Matt Ariza, he would have had to have been if he was like a senior or even a junior last year. That means he would have been twenty-one. Or so it was a college party that they were at. Yeah, I know, but that means that he would, if you, if this happened last year, he would have had to have been three or four years into his college career, right? So he would have been like twenty-one or twenty at least. So that's three years over the the girl. Uh, he is twenty-two right now. So if it happened last year, he would have been twenty-one. Yeah. So May sixteenth, not a great look. Even because even in Missouri they have the Romeo Juliet law, which permits like, yeah, I think that would be allowed under that. But it's mm -hmm. still, I mean, I think it's just not a great look because it was rape. Yeah, it was I mean, rape. it's not like it was just consent. Supposed. Yeah, I mean, he, they literally took her into a room, and we're not going to get into the details. But yeah, if you have any interest in the story, it's all over. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 And also, also the, Browns the Browns might be all over this. No, you know, I don't I get the joke on that because like they they signed Kareem Hunt, they signed Deshaun Watson, signed Deshaun Watson when they kicked out Baker. I know. And it was bad. But at the same time, I don't think those what they did, Deshaun Watson was very weird and very bad and he probably should get in a lot of trouble for it. Uh Kareem Hunt he, but his he was his was bad, but at the same time, like it was one mistake that didn't really cost a lot of things. This is like a whole nother level, and so I get the joke like, "Oh, the Browns are going to sign him," but they're not because this is just a whole nother level of of just terrible. Okay, what did Kareem Hunt do? Did he kick or punch his wife or girlfriend? It, uh, it was neither. It was. Kind, kind of like, like it was a similar situation like that Matt Areza was in. It was, it was underage. an underage girl showed up to like a college party or something, and he tried to get them out of the party, and they like wouldn't leave, and they like started pushing him first, and then he just like wound up and roundhouse kicked one of them right, right in the face, which is a terrible <laughs> look for him. <laughs> which huh? isn't great, but no, no, it's a terrible look for him and you know the NFL. But at the same time, like it is nowhere on the same level that this is i mean i'll be honest i'd put 24 cases of deshaun watson's allegations at the same level as this if you ask me if you ask me because one that's a lot closer level than the Korean uh, one for sure also yeah. this hasn't even been proven guilty yet but if you read the stories on twitter and stuff it does look like matt is going to be convicted unless luke well, said unless his Lawyer is Saul Goodman. <laughs> and so, I think Saul Goodman would just try to get him out of the country because there's no way he can win this. But basically, everyone technically is innocent until proven guilty under the law, which is what people are saying. That's what Matt Areza defenders are saying right now. But if you read the story and get into the story, 
this girl has been trying. It's not like they're saying, oh, she wants money. You know, he's finally getting fame, so she's going to sue him for this now because she wants money. That's not at all what happened. She filed a criminal case, like, right after it happened. Like, she literally called the police the next day, and they got him on the phone, and that's actually – they called Matt Areza and started asking him, like, questions. And then they kind of crossed the line a little bit with one question, and I guess he got suspicious, and he was just like, uh, this is Matt Areza, and I don't remember anything that happened last night. And then he hung up. So he obviously like knew something was up, and he's like, "I don't want to, you know, get in involved in it," which is really bad in itself. Um, and then they tried to file a criminal lawsuit, but basically the people in California or whoever she was trying to file, her and her family were trying to file the suit against. They just kind of blew it under the rug, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's nothing we can do," even though the evidence is there. You know, they have the phone call, they have eyewitnesses at the party that were there. Um, I mean, he literally admitted to having sex with her literally admitted to it on the phone call with the police right there so that's enough you know he was 21 she was 17 mm -hmm. that's enough to put him in jail right that but the fact that she didn't consent to it either um is really you know that that makes it rape of course but she had been trying for months and months and months to get this as a criminal case and they just basically kept ignoring it and then finally recently she just filed a civil case um which is her against him instead of, you know, the prosecution against him. Um, and so they, there's nothing they can do to prevent that. And that is why it's so obvious that it's a true story because she has been trying for so long. And it, like I said, it hasn't been like years and years and years and she's just been quiet. They just, no one's listening to her. Like she's been trying to voice up and say this happened. This happened. And, and no you know, we're not going to get into which it, isn't you know? an anomaly. This happens. No, no this, it's a very, time. yeah, it's a common thing. And we're not, we're not going to get into that at all because it's a sports show. show. But I mean, this, this is a very bad thing that Matt Reza has done. And I hope that he does serve a lot of jail time because he should. And I'm not even going to, it's not a debate around the fence. I'm not even going to beat around the fence and say, oh, innocent until proven guilty. He's, he's guilty. It's very obvious if you look at the, the details of the story. And just the whole background. So for those of you out there saying that, I get it. That's technically the law. But at the same time, he's he's obviously guilty and kind of a threat, if you ask me. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, it's time to get into week zero. Oh, wait, no, you have your out, right? Oh, yeah. My, <laughs> my out's not quite as bad as yours, obviously. Um, it's kind of hard to bounce back after that happening, but. It just sucks because we were in on him for so long. Mm -hmm. We were like there, you know, at his arrival. Yeah, we were. I know we were like it. Whenever you're like in on someone before, like they really become big and hit the spot, you feel really good because you're like, I've been along with them for the ride. Yeah. And so I was huge. I was. I literally called on last week's or two weeks shows ago. I was like, this guy is by the time he retires going to be the greatest punter ever, and we're going to look back and be like, he changed the game for punting. And then, and then, you know, two weeks later, we're talking about how he's out of the league and probably going to go to jail for a long time. So it's just wild how fast things can happen like that. And I do, uh, I redact my previous statement of him being the greatest punter of all time, obviously, now. <laughs> I mean, I still think he, he would have the ability to do it, but he doesn't have the humanity to, you know, be in society. He doesn't have the humanity to be in society. So it's as simple as that. My out. Um, is it? thundering outside jeez all right uh my out is nebraska so if you listen to uh 
the show last week, I picked Nebraska, Nebraska to win the Big Ten West, <laughs> I think. Um, I, I picked them. I didn't really have a team in the Big Ten West, and I was like, you know, Nebraska would be completely reasonable. I, they'd have to have a great season. And, uh, you know, they're playing one of the worst teams in the Big Ten West, Northwestern, to open up the year. And, of course, they lose. So their, their hopes of winning the Big Ten West are pretty much already done, <laughs> unless they just win out every other game. But if they can't even beat Northwestern, that's obviously not going to happen. Um, so that I'm out on Nebraska. I'm still sticking with them as my pick because, as the great PFT commenter once said, never give up on the take. So I'm not giving up. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm not going to give up on it and switch. Although I would say, I even said at the time that I wasn't super confident in that pick. It was just kind of a fun pick. So, uh, but I'm out on them. And then another note about that, Scott Frost doesn't have the clutch gene. I think we could kind of just jump right into the week zero. Yeah, I recap here. I th- last week, I remember you announced that as your Nebraska pick. You kept talking about Nebraska all throughout the show, and I just could not hold in from laughing because I just know every single year. Um, but yeah, Nebraska. This I'm, I've got some notes on Nebraska here. It was a great first game. I'll say that. Um, some additional notes. It was in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, the internet pretty much went out at the stadium, which was a wonky-ass-looking stadium. It hosts, like, rugby and soccer games. Um, but it just, like, did not look like a, a football stadium. So it was kind of – it was interesting in that factor. Um, everybody got free beer at the game, which resulted in one of the longest cup snakes in the history of sports. Uh, rivaling the cup snakes of even of the Chicago Cubs fans. That was a great scene, like when they're like free beer. Yeah. This is, that's exactly how you make American football likable in other countries and overseas, as you go to the games and you give them free beer. Anyone will like this sport then if you do that. So Yeah, but, I mean, it was a, an event put on by an, by Ireland. So, like, you know, it was, I mean, it's just like one of those things that just happened. And then also their ATMs broke. So people couldn't get money from the ATMs in the stadium and right outside the stadium. So they're like, well, shit, now we have to make beer free, too. We can't even if we fix our Internet problem or whatever, we got to just keep it free because people can't even get their money. So it was just a free beer night, which was uh, interesting because the, the fans actually seemed pretty tame. Although I did see it looked like there was uh, on some message board, some Nebraska fans said that they threw their beer at the players as they were exiting the field to motivate them. So, got to respect that. Um, but yeah, my number, my first note on my week zero review, and this is going to be the only week of the football season, except maybe at the very end when it's just like bowls in the playoff, where I have notes, at least one tidbit for each game, because week zero is not a packed slate, but. Nebraska was almost back, and then they weren't. Um, shout out Luke and Coach Heflin. You know, yeah, they, they were, were expecting them to be back, but I was I wasn't necessarily expecting them. But I was I was all in, like in the rooting interest of the game. I've I've always liked Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald, the coach. I, you know, that ever since they had that one good year, like where they were, mm-hmm. they won the Big Ten West and they competed with I I. Iowa State, Ohio, I I can't say it, I'm stuttering right now, Ohio State in the championship, I've always liked Northwestern, but I had a hard rooting interest for Nebraska in this game, because I just felt like something 
call and make, you know, I picked them. So I have to root for them. And there were times where they played really good. Like they opened up the game with a beautiful drive. They had a few nice passes. Uh, what's his face? Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. He was the transfer from Texas last year and he looked amazing. He had a perfect pass for a touchdown and the guy had an incredible catch. And after that, I was like, Oh yes. Like after that first drive, I was like, yes, Nebraska is so back. I'm so glad I picked them. And then it just quickly, I was reminded that they're Nebraska. Yeah. That first catch was also the first football was back moment of the day. That was the first one. Uh, but yeah, it was a great catch. Um, and then I, it was just like, I thought they were back after that touchdown. And then, as well, I was looking at their roster. Casey Thompson was good at Texas last year. Not great, but good. Uh, he helped them win quite a few games in the Big 12. They also got Marcus Washington, who is a good wide receiver. I think he was a four-and-a-half or four, yeah, four-star out of high school from St. Louis, Missouri. He was going to go to Mizzou until he picked Texas, of course. Well, see how that worked out for you. He did end up going there, though, and now he's at Nebraska, though. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Marcus Washington. Uh, And then they also added some other guys, a guy named Palmer, I think, from LSU, or was it Tennessee? I can't remember. Um, Yeah, uh, Decoldis Crawford didn't even have a reception or a target. I don't even think they targeted him. Nope, they did not. He had zero zero targets. I don't even think he was on the field, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. so, so that might be the reason why they lost. Um, Give the coldest targets. They had, my win. I think they said that on the broadcast they had 18 transfers. And, like, they looked like a completely different team. Like, they really did. Um, but it just didn't really matter. Evan Hull, this is a guy I – he was awesome. The Northwestern running back, the white running back. Is he a fullback? No, he's a running back. He's okay, like a shifty, shifty running back. Shifty, um, he's huge. No, he was not. He was like five foot ten, like two hundred something pounds. So yeah, he's like bigger. He, but it was like he's fatter. No, he's not fat. He's like short. He's like uh, he was not fat. Short and stocky. I, I, he was not a fat running back. There's fat running backs. He was not fat. I'm telling you, he was like white and shifty, and uh, they said he squatted this past year five hundred like thirty five pounds, which is pretty good. Um. Not Saquon, but he looked strong, and it showed against uh, Nebraska. He ran for over 100 yards. And also Ryan Holinsky for Northwestern, their quarterback. I remember him at South Carolina a few years ago. He played really good. No interceptions, over 300 yards passing. Um, So, yeah, Northwestern came to play. There was a conspiracy. Wait, did you say you remembered him at North Carolina? No, South Carolina. Oh, I was thinking he played for NC State. No. It seems like an NC State kind of name. Yeah, that yeah, is kind of an NC State kind of name. But no, he was at South Carolina. He actually beat Georgia in 2019. It was like a big upset. I don't know if you remember that, but that was actually a while ago now that I think about it, three years ago. But um, yeah, he played really good. There was a conspiracy being put out there by uh, some Nebraska message board geniuses that uh, – this game was rigged for Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald because Pat Fitzgerald is Irish. And all, it did seem well, like they were getting the, a lot of the calls. but the, the Northwestern team said that they're staying in Ireland for today and I think tomorrow. Like they're yeah. just going to stay and enjoy. They're staying until Monday. Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah they're just going to enjoy the, the Irish culture and like tour it and stuff like that. So now, now that they won, they can really enjoy it. Yeah. You know, a lot of them. 
probably of age to you know partake in yeah. Irish drinks. Yeah, Guinness. So, yeah, may have been free. Also, like uh, their helmets were awesome. I don't know if you noticed, but it was like the iron Ireland flag. Yeah, I thought that was. End. I thought that was kind of cool too. But Nebraska's helmets are boring as usual. But, yeah, but I do respect <laughs> Nebraska's uniforms. They are traditional. Um, they, they're a clean white uniform. Yeah, they are. Uh, moving on, my next note, Brett Belima ball prevailed over Wyoming. They ran for 260 yards on 41 carries and won 38-6. So Belima ball prevailed in week zero again. They always play week zero. They played week zero last year. Did they win last yeah, year, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought they lost to Nebraska. I thought Nebraska lost. I can't remember. Oh, you're right, because they just Nebraska's lost three straight openers. Yeah, he's never won. Uh, Scott Frost has owned five in home openers, I think. Really? I think so. I thought, he, I thought this was their third straight. Mm. This also wasn't a home opener either. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. So could be a that could be a faulty stat. Um, next, UConn and Jim Mora covered against Utah State, who went eleven and three last year. Utah State did so that they actually like showed some fight, and they were winning fourteen and nothing at one point in that game. So. Jim Mora, trying to right the ship for UConn. Uh, they actually had some sweet jerseys, actually, too. Yeah. Um, next, UNLV won 52-21 to over Idaho State. But more importantly, UNLV has a turnover slot machine. Did you see that? On uh, I think Barstool posted it. They Whenever they got a turnover, they went over to this giant slot machine and like pulled the you know, the, the giant handle down, and it was a really cool thing to see on TV. Also, they play in Allegiant Stadium, which is like, there was like nobody there, but they played in a sick dome. So, uh, what, what were we talking about? Oh, they, UConn and Jim Mora, I took the under. That was one of my locks for the year. Uh, I forgot that Jim Mora was their head coach, and whenever they were showing, like, the preview during the Nebraska-Northwestern game, I was like, oh, That'll be fun, and I instantly saw that UConn plus 24, and I said that they would cover, and they did. So congrats to them. Also, Utah State was receiving votes at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. So they are a very good team, and uh, they did eventually pull it out. But for a while there, UConn was dominating. Like, the first quarter was dominated by UConn. So. Uh Shit, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, there's some really good Sorry if I interrupted. teams that aren't in Power 5 conferences on the West Coast right now. Like, Fresno State is projected to be really, really good this year. Utah, Utah State, State looks solid. solid. UNLV looked better than they've been in years. They used to be a powerhouse. So, back when they were good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the running Rebels. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, BYU is another one. Yeah. They're even ranked. They're actually getting respect, though. Um, yeah, Boise every, State. Yeah, is that's always the last good. one. Everybody else is Power Five. Yeah, um, but yeah. Let's see here. Oh, Western Kentucky beat Austin PA, and there was a really funny play in that game where uh, the Austin P quarterback threw an interception to right to a defensive back, and he tried to tackle him, and he ended up just swimming trying to tackle him and it was a really bad look for that quarterback while he's trying to tackle him and it ended up going viral so 
That sucks when that happens. Um, F's, Florida State beat an FCS opponent, Duquesne. And uh, Florida State had five different running backs rush for a touchdown. And they really needed a opening win like that because they have they sucked, sucked over the last few That's years. That's probably why they scheduled Duquesne. Yeah. Game, because they're not. They're a terrible football they're, school. They're terrible. They're, they're one of the worst in FCS. Yeah. yeah. And I don't and know if you saw. the fact they're playing saw, an ACC school is just hilarious. To me. I don't know if you saw the video yet that's also going viral. It's a picture. With the guy with the pants. Yeah. Like the grandpa <laughs> pants. Yeah. <laughs> the Duquesne player with his pants like up to his belly button. It was so funny. And he's just like shaking his head. It was a it was a nice visual. Um I think he was number fifty two. Yeah, he was. Uh so that's like just a perfect Madden number. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you just see a random NPC on the sideline yeah. and it's like it's always number yeah. fifty and he's always got his pants pulled up like that. So that, that guy definitely did not play a single down in the entire game. Yeah. And also there was a giant rain delay in that game. So typical Florida weather moment, um, which I was scared that because that game was on ACC Network and so was UNC's game, and I was scared that that game would like leak into the UNC game. But luckily, the ACC Network is smart, and they're like, we're actually just moving this shit show of a game to the ACC Network Plus or ESPNU or ESPN app, and they moved the North Carolina game up straight on to ACC Network, thank God. It was awesome. Drake May had four first touch, four first half touchdown passes, uh, all to four different targets. Sam Howell never had four first half touchdowns, just a note. Uh, had five total touchdown passes, most ever for a UNC quarterback making their debut or a season opener for that matter. Drake May ended up 29 of 37, so over 75%, 294 yards, 55 rushing yards as well, and almost helicoptered into the end zone like Josh McCown. It was it was a crazy scene. He almost, uh, Turns out the end zone doesn't extend out of bounds in college like it does in the NFL, so that's why that play didn't count. What do you mean by extend out of bounds? Like, like So he took flight, like he got hit into midair. He was in bounds. But when he like would have crossed the goal line, it, it, he, his body was out of bounds, if that makes sense. Okay. So the goal line doesn't extend out of bounds in college. So like, if even if he holds the football over the, if you no, if he was in midair and held it over the goal line, he would have. But he got helicoptered and didn't really have the awareness to do that. Oh, but the end zone extends out of bounds in NFL. Yeah, pretty sure. That's what they said on the broadcast. Really? At least that's weird. Um, so yeah. Um, oh, they have two freshman running backs. I think I had talked to you about them off camera. That they're like comparing them to like Nick Chubb and like uh, what's the other one? Swift and Sony Michelle. Those types of backs, and one of them's just like Nick Chubb. And the one that they compared to Nick Chubb ran for a hundred yards in his college debut. He's a true freshman. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year last year in North Carolina. Um, he ran for 101 yards and two touchdowns. And the other one, who's much shiftier, ran for 50 yards. Uh, or Yeah, 50 yards. So good day for the freshman running backs. North Carolina's secondary was s- still so bad. Um, Josh Downs had two touchdowns, but there's UNC's secondary was bad. FM Florida A&M's quarterback and wide receivers just – 
they were all electric and their band uh you know the hbcus always have like the super cool bands they let them play Florida them. a&m yeah. is amazing yeah yeah, yeah. One of the best bands. Also, they have awesome jerseys. But their their band is called the Marching 100, and so UNC, uh, the university, like, let FAMU march with UNC on the field during halftime, which you never see that if it's a regular opponent. And then they let the Marching 100 take over the field for the marching band. So that was really cool, and they showed that on ACC Network, which I thought was really cool to shine that on the HBCU school. Um so, yeah, it was a really cool game. They ended up dominating. I think the final score was 56-24. They just started scoring at will in the second half, and the defense finally showed up, even though Florida A&M was still ripping off chunk plays. But it just seemed like they kept making silly turnovers, which kind of saved well, I North don't, Carolina. I don't want to, like, be a Debbie Downer here for North Carolina. You said it was dominant, like 56-24. Normally that is a dominant win, but I think – for a team playing Florida A&M and their opener, that's actually one of the closer games that Florida A&M has played. <laughs> oh, yeah. Usually they get blown out like 70 to nothing. Well, they're, no, they're actually, team. no. Florida A&M won nine games last year. They were actually they were a FCS playoff team. Oh, really? Yeah, they were actually good last year. And they had this transfer quarterback who had played at, oh, uh, shit, I think Vanderbilt, Hawaii, and... A JUCO, and then he went to Florida A&M this year, and he was really good. His last name was Musa. I can't remember what his first name was, but yeah. Like I said, the defense was bad, but in the second half, they could not keep up any longer, and UNC just started scoring at will. They didn't have a problem scoring last night, and but like we all know, UNC never does. It seems like since they've had Hal, Sam Hal, and now with Drake May, they're not gonna. The problem is not gonna be scoring on offense. It's gonna be defense and it still was so yeah um next game charlotte and florida atlantic somehow didn't hit the over of 60 points lots of people on twitter were upset about that one uh what was the final score 43 13 so 56 people were just hoping charlotte would chip into the over but they sucked and they were getting blown out really bad so not the greatest look for conference usa week one you expect an over was that an in-conference matchup? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I love the in-conference matchups. Yeah. Week zero. Um, Nevada beat New Mexico State 23-12, so there was a safety in that game. Are we going to talk about the turnover trident? Yeah. Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Nate Cox, who plays for Nevada, is six foot nine and the tallest FBS quarterback ever. He played last night. Uh, he ran the option a couple of times, but it, I didn't really see him throw it. He just kind of looks funky. Because he's skinny, but six foot nine, so it just looks weird. Um, but yeah, they have this trident that you get when you cause a turnover. And I was just watching the game, you know, kind of in and out of watching the game because it was like eleven o'clock at that point, and North Carolina was done, and everybody else was done pretty much, besides Hawaii and Vanderbilt. So I was kind of in and off my phone and off my laptop, and I just looked up after the turnover, and this guy was just carrying a gold trident down the sideline and it's just a great visual that's the visuals that you miss on for college football i i would some would say that these uh turnover things are getting out of hand you know obviously miami kind of started it with the turnover chain um i honestly like it i i think it's weird to see some of the stuff like you said there was a slot machine earlier uh i forget what team that was was it illinois no no no, 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 no. unlv because lost okay. Vegas. oh yeah unlv had a slot machine 
Um, and, and then obviously I tried it now. So these things are two Nevada teams also mm-hmm. getting creative there. Um, very fun, just atmosphere. And it, it adds to the fun of defense, I think, because defense is underappreciated, you know, especially in today's football. Um, and I think that it can add some fun to the defensive side of the ball. You know, when you get the turnover, you get to <laughs> one of these weird things. Yeah, whatever. I mean, so. Well, the UNLV one makes sense because, like I said, Las Vegas running Rebels, uh, slot machines. The Trident made absolutely no sense. Like, Nevada's the Wolf Pack. I don't even know what that means to have a Trident. But it was, it was just random. It was awesome. I'm not going to lie. So, I and like you said, it kind of just adds to the pageantry of college football. There's no turnover Trident in the NFL. So, yeah, it was it was just one of those things. Um, North Texas beat UTEP in a little in-state battle, uh, but most importantly, it was a palindrome score, 31-13. to 13. That was the big note I had in that game. Um, and last but not least, Vanderbilt is back. They won 63-10 to 10 over Hawaii. Playing Hawaii and Hawaii sucks. I would not say that. Yeah, I, yeah but just hold on here. I would not have picked, I don't know if I would have picked Vanderbilt in this game. Like, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't have bet on this game because I just don't know how bad Vanderbilt was going to be. And I also knew before this, because I saw this like a week or so ago, Hawaii had sold out their stadium to watch them get absolutely shit pumped. But nonetheless, they sold out their stadium for this game. And all I can say is that the SEC showed up. I mean, Vanderbilt looked like a completely different team from last year. They have this quarterback named Mike Wright who threw for two touchdowns. Ran all over the Yeah, place. and he ran, ran for over 150 over yards from the quarterback position. He didn't even throw for 150 yards. He threw for 146. So not good if you're Eli Drinkwitz. I'll say that. That's kind of a – because we had Vanderbilt as Mizzou being like a clear victory for Mizzou. Oh, and now we got a quarterback yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. That's not going to be good. <laughs> and so this is just a not great. Uh, if you're Mizzou, so but yeah, Vanderbilt looked really good for some reason. They were they actually led all of college football yesterday in offense as they scored 63 points. They hadn't scored 63 points, I think it said since 1969 against Davidson or something like that. So also just kind of fun for the Vanderbilt players to get to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I think sometimes people forget like the Hawaii games are literally like when we say late night Hawaii. They're literally played on the island, mm-hmm. so it's, it's five like hours, two, two time zones yeah, back. Maybe it's or four. Something. I can't remember, but maybe four from here. I think it's two from the west coast, so three from here, maybe. No, I think it's farther than that. I think I think it is four from here. Okay, well, Tahiti yeah. is five. I know that because my mother was just there. Okay, so it might be four. That would make sense. So it's just. Shout out to them for going, you know, four five hours away, probably from Tennessee. Yeah, apparently they've been there the past two weeks. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, they, like they practice there for the. Oh, that, that's not as impressive then because they've, they've been gotten used to it. Yeah, but I guess, but they've just been on vacation for two weeks. Yeah. Because uh, they probably didn't go to school this week. Nope. So then they just got there early and prepared for that game. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So play football, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Play well, football and you get to go to a new city every week. Just yeah. about. So. Including Hawaii, a vacation island. So, Oh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, can't really wait for week one. The next week is like an actual slate 
of actual games. And they start on Thursday, too. Like, Mizzou plays yeah. Louisiana Tech. I'll be there Tech. for that one. Yeah. Uh, I think the Pitt plays West Virginia. Yep, that's right. And then Purdue Penn plays Penn State. So those, some big games right off the bat on Thursday night. And then Friday, there's another slate of games. And then Saturday, oh, boy. Yeah. Buckle Notre, up, fasten your seatbelts. Yeah. We've got Notre Dame, Ohio State, Georgia, Oregon. Oh, Georgia, Oregon's going to be such a oh, good shit. game. I think I'm missing one. Uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas. Yeah, 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 that one. I'm excited, I'm excited for to that see one. KJ Jefferson in Arkansas, how good they are. I'm excited to see how good Cincinnati is. Yeah, without Because Ritter. they had a good team last year, but they lost Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner. And Desmond Ritter. And Two that white wide receiver. And, yeah. Damian Pierce, too. Did Oh, really? Yeah. Not he. That's not his name. That's not the white receiver's name. But I think Damian Pierce, there he was a running back there, right? Oh, maybe. He's, I, I wasn't real familiar with their teams. I just know they lost three of their like their huge pieces, and like their anchors of their team. Uh, obviously, one of them was a safety. One of them was a quarterback, and the other one went fourth overall in the draft. So, uh, just very very key pieces to to their team that they lost. So I'm interested to see how good they are coming off that. Be a fun game to watch. And yeah, that wraps up our college football talk. Yeah, go check out the uh, the preview show from last week too if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's a long one, but it's a it's a good one. Yeah, and, Team uh, Cam looking solid. Two touchdowns for Joshua Downs. I didn't really check out my team that much. I don't think a lot I don't of my know team if played. Of, I don't think I don't know if any of your players played. I had a lot of Ohio State players. <laughs> yeah, and Alabama. So that's next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, Alabama, Alabama plays, plays Utah State, State next week. So Utah State, State just got that win over UConn. That's going to be a shot going from UConn to Alabama. Yeah, that is going to be a – yeah. Although Utah State, like we said, they won 11-3 and last year. But they did lose their quarterback now that I remember Carson Strong. That's like going from the Texans to the Chiefs. But even yeah, well, better. No, no disrespect to Mills Mafia. Come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to do tough scene? Yeah, sure. You can go tough first. Scene of the week. You can go first. So we're back with segments. Uh, I have a few tough scenes. The first one is the Matt Areza, Uh but we already talked about that. But it, regardless, it's a tough scene for everyone involved. Every single party, it's a tough scene for. And then the other one, it's kind of a funny one. So the WNBA is going on right now, and. I think this regular season just ended, and I think the playoffs are starting. So they announced like the all WNBA teams, um, the all defensive teams, and they also announced the all rookie teams. And uh, one of the players on the all rookie teams uh, was Sam Thomas, and she made the all rookie team, averaging point four, zero point four points per game, zero point two rebounds per game. 0.3 assists per game, and 0.3 steals per game. Now, I saw this on Twitter, so it could be a troll, but I haven't double-checked it yet, but I'm pretty, pretty You're confident. You're in luck. Is... I checked it immediately when I saw that a couple weeks ago. I think it's been two weeks since that came out. Yeah, it's, I had it for last week's show, but then we ended, yeah. didn't end up doing tough scenes. So, so. I did check. And I was like, well, maybe she just didn't play in all the games. And she didn't miss, like, a few games. But those are all accurate stats. She averaged 0 0.2 points, 0 0.3 assists. No, 0 0.4 points, right? Yeah, 0 0.4, 0 0.3 assists and steals, and then 0 0.2 rebounds. Yeah, I wrote that It's down. real. It's a real thing. 
that's sad. So, and then people are wonder why the WNBA isn't more popular. It's probably because <laughs> when your top who is five the AP rookies are, voter for that though? You have to think about that too. What is, what is an AP WNBA what did she do? voter? What is uh, that? I, that I don't. I, there's probably like three of them. I don't know if that's a real thing. Honestly. There's probably like three of them, and Sam Thomas is probably related to two. Yeah, so they probably just voted her on. Um, I, what, what does she do though? How many yeah. minutes per game does she play? <laughs> what does he even do? You know, it's one of those situations. <laughs> exactly, but like, is she just really, really good at defense or something? I don't know. Man. Let's see if she she might be really pretty. That, um, that could be. Um, that that, that could factor in if these AP voters are men. As sad as it is to say, but there's a lot of people like that in our society. Mm, you can't say anything. Let me look. Oh, she went to Arizona. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I, you, you know what? That name does sound you know what? Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> no, the only... Okay, I... Being honest, the only name I remember was Ari McDonald, and that's because she actually carried us to a cha- to a championship appearance. I remember that name off the top of my head. She went high in the draft. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not judging. I mean, I, I do know some of the big WNBA players because I do end up watching the end of the season, like March Madness women. So, like, you know, I know your Skylar Diggins, your Brittany Griners, although she's in jail. Uh... Stewie, Stewie was like an all-time favorite of mine when she was at UConn. You know, oh, was what? What's her name? Say the full name. I think it's Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Pretty sure. Sue Bird. Sue Bird. Uh, She's been advertised. There's a lot one recently, lady though. that has a really weird name. It starts with a T. I just don't know how to say it. Um, my favorite one is actually Sophie Cunningham. She went to Mizzou. Mizzou. Queen Sophie. Uh, Candace Parker, even though she's retired. Oh yeah, CP3. Yeah, but she's also probably the goat of WNBA. So, oh, so yeah, yeah, I know some. And a Paige Buker, she's not in the. She the will be, yet, although she just tore her ACL. So yeah. what the hell, she's literally the only player I like to watch in women's. I know she's she's a stud. Good. Yeah, I almost bought her jersey off of DH Gate because it was like okay. it was like twelve right, bucks. So I was like, now. okay, this is this is not bad. You, you, you can't wear that in public. <laughs> I don't. I don't wear a lot of the jerseys. I Are you a UConn fan? I used to be UConn men's fan after Shabazz Napier year. Okay. Not not, not for not real, real, but, you know, just like I was riding the hype. You can't wear that in public. <laughs> Unless, like, I think, it, I think it's, a, it's kind of, she's, it's almost like a culture thing. For, that's how big in women's basketball culture she already is. I know. But, like, in, if, unless you're a UConn fan or you're from, like, her home state, which is Minnesota, or if she gets drafted to the NBA or WNBA and you're close by with her team or a fan of her team. Those are the only situations where you can buy her jersey. Is that just because she's a female, Luke? Is that what you're saying? Because I, I own a Derrick Henry jersey. I don't really like the Titans. I like Derrick Henry. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Cam. Because he's a beast. Yeah, That's a little weird. No, I'm just a football guy. What can I say? Okay. Fine. Whatever. I'm a hoops guy during March, too. I know, me too. And trust me, I like Paige Buchers a lot. But I'm just saying, it's from a societal standard, you can't wear that in public. 
if you, if you weren't here, here, like for the recording, I would not say a thing. I'd actually probably say, "Cool jersey, Cam," and I I would look at it and be like, "That's sick." But just from a societal standard, you can't wear that in public. But it's like a culture thing too. I feel like because what about okay. people that just randomly wear Jama Ranch jerseys? Like I have one. I have one too. <laughs> I mean, and I've worn that out in public before. Okay. But we don't mean you know what? that we don't have NBA teams. We don't have a WNBA team, too. So that's... Okay, that's a fair point. UConn is like my WNBA team. I I root for their dominance because I actually like their coach. Yeah. Like, if you if you were to wear, like, a Sophie Cunningham jersey, I guess that would make sense because she's from Missouri. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is you can't but... actually find that. That's not something yeah. that is a real thing. That's true. But, but yeah, I always Paige is so good, they actually made it. In China, so shout out. <laughs> Make to, everything in China. Shout out to martial law in China. Uh, I don't even remember in, in what we were talking about. What were we? What were we? Oh, tough oh, scene. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> Thank you, Sam, Sam Thomas. Thomas. Sam Thank Thomas, the Arizona segment. alum. But now that I once you showed a picture of her, I was like, I kind of remember her from the run. Yeah, you probably just like saw her. Yeah, like she wasn't. There was we had this really like the big center, and it wasn't her. But I, I that was actually the only time like I literally watched any type of college women's basketball besides UConn was during that Arizona run. That was such a fun run because Arizona men's basketball sucked that year, and we didn't make the tournament. And so I, this is what I had to watch, and uh, it was fun. That was why we were in high was school, insane. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was like, it was like two or three yeah, years ago. Yeah, I think I remember that, actually. It, it was fairly recently, but... I remember, um, I think, you tweeting about it, honestly. Yeah. Because there was nothing else. And their football yeah. team sucked, too, so... Arizona actually just like a beat rough UConn. year for you. Arizona beat UConn in that run. But, uh... Okay, uh, my tough scene of the week, my first one is just Poe the Raven. May have tore his ACL. <laughs> Same situation as Bloopy. Okay, they're doing a... No, Bloopy's a, Bloopy is a beast. Oh, I know, but this is the same the situation same here. It's no. in the middle of the Ravens halftime show. Okay, and here's some little context to this. I was watching the Commanders and Ravens preseason game on my laptop while I was watching North Carolina. Just because last night... Uh, and maybe we'll talk about this for a minute after everything else. But uh, Sam Howell actually got to play. They gave him the nod at to start last night, and he played the whole entire game. So, like, even when other starters would go out or whatever, he stayed in. Like, they didn't put in Heineke or anything. So that's why I watched that game last night, just to watch Sam Howell. But during halftime, the halftime was taking freaking forever. And I was like, what is going on? Okay, and so I... It was a commercial break on the UNC game and halftime on there, so I just got on my phone. Immediately, I see Poe the Raven may have tore his ACL. This this bird was getting carted off the field <laughs> on the oh, medical cart. Full mascot. He didn't even take off the yeah, mask. You gotta respect that. Yeah, I also Left love the that about on. our society. You know, we don't really see them as humans. They are that is Poe the Raven, named after Edgar Allan Poe. Yep, and kind of um, like uh, you know, Fredbird. Yeah, there's no human under no, that. that is that really is Fredbird anomaly from God. Um, but anyway, it was the same situation. They were playing 
Little League football at halftime versus the mascots, and you could see the other mascots from the area. Like just out of the corner of my eye, I saw uh, Bill the Goat from Navy. He was there. Um, I saw. I think I saw the Terrapin from Maryland. Can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, just like other ma- mascots, and Poe got a carry. And he just got tackled and just got folded. And to make matters worse, the kid grittied a- after the tackle. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Bo the Raven oh was just God. down on the Not ground. Back from that. And he just he got, got grittied on. And then there was a big delay because they had to cart the Raven off the field. And it was just this whole thing. And I had no idea what was taking so long until I went to Twitter. So... Can you imagine being like an NFL player in that situation? Like, oh, hold up, you can't go out to the field to warm up yet. We have a bird that's being carted off the field at the moment. Oh, imagine, like, you're getting ready to walk. They're like, okay, it's all clear. You guys can walk out onto the field now. And you just start walking out. And then as you're walking onto the field, the bird's just passing you in the cart. And the, no words are said. You know, they're just driving him to the medical, you know. And he doesn't have his – he has his mask yeah, on, his just, suit on and everything. Yeah, just, and they have the a, you know, they have a – Doctor, team doctor, right next to him as they're carting him away, and you're just like, "Wow, okay, here we go. Let's go play in the second half, I guess." But um, <laughs> he had the full medical staff. Yeah, it was wild. I'm telling you, it was like a real injury. Um, and then another really no, really funny was, part. Really. Uh, so yeah, that was the Ravens. They ended up winning 17-15. So 23 straight preseason games. Unbelievable for uh, the Ravens, which is just weird. Um, <laughs> was that like five or six straight years? Yeah, just wins. And then uh, Coach Harbaugh, after the game, a reporter asked him about an update on Poe the Raven, and he said, uh, no update yet, but MRI is coming tomorrow for Poe the Raven. So hopefully we'll get a report on Poe's health here coming up. <laughs> but it was just a, a an awesome moment in mascots. And an awesome night in mascots. Um Okay, I'll do my next one, and then I'll shoot it back over to you. Uh, my next tough scene of the week was Aroldis Chapman was ruled out due to a leg infection via a tattoo. He was not just ruled out. He was put on the injured list. Yeah, so he got another tattoo, which is, you know, whatever. Do what you want, I guess. But another tattoo, and this time it just got infected. So, And they couldn't pitch him. So add on to the Yankees' uh, catastrophe of toward of this spiraling bad end of the season right now so they just went on a five-game winning streak and beat the Mets twice during that five-game winning streak so but they're kind of back the, yeah but this is this is like a bad fuel to the fire of returning to what they were for the past Rolls Chapman has done absolutely nothing for them this year he's actually kind of sucked I still think this plays a factor it might it's just like one of those news articles actually, where Boone literally has to sit there and say, he's like, yeah, uh, Araldus isn't playing because of uh, a tattoo infection. It's just another awkward interview. You know how sad that is? Um, also, another thing that could be a tough scene is that the day after that's announced, the Yankees lose on a walk-off air to the Oakland Athletics. Literally... Ground ball, double play, shortstop flips it to the second baseman, and second baseman throws it into the stands, and the run scores, and they lose. So maybe you're right. Maybe it does have an effect on uh, how they play. Yeah. With. Yeah, I saw that on uh, images that precede unfortunate events on Twitter for baseball. So that was a tough scene as well, actually. 
Yep. So yeah, funny moment. Speaking, Speaking of baseball, oh, uh, that's all my tough scenes. No, that's all of you. Yeah. Okay. I have one more. Oh, okay. Um, Desmond Howard's college football playoff prediction: Texas A&M, oh, Baylor, Pitt, <laughs> Pitt, Pittsburgh, in Michigan. Uh, he has one of the same of yours, Baylor, Bala. I know, but that was also my my risky prediction. Yeah. Like the wild one. Yeah. Desmond and that was Howard actually one of the care. normal ones. He, there was another thing I forgot to write it down that he said yesterday that was super outlandish. So yeah, uh, it was just well, it a reminded of like whenever you're playing like NCAA yeah, 14 that, that, and you sim like 10 yeah, years. That's what it was, and that's what the playoff is. That's literally what it reminded me of. So um, crazy. Um, All right, well, I guess we'll do some baseball talk okay. before we end the show here because it's been two weeks since we've done any. We can start off with the Cardinals. They're just rolling right now. Uh, Pujols, he's been kind of hot, but here. Let me break it down. He needs seven more home runs to get to 700. He's not playing every day. He's not going to hit a home run when he plays every time. He's not getting to 700 home runs. It would be a miracle still. I mean, he's he's given himself like a small chance now, but it's still a miracle. I, I do think he can pass Alex Rodriguez at 696. I think that is entirely possible. Um, it's also entirely possible for it not to happen, but I I think that... That's a much more realistic goal, but 700 is out of the picture, in my opinion. He's not getting it, um, which is even more reason to blame COVID. I mean, if you think, because it took away half a season away from him, which would have gotten him to 700. So uh, it's kind of a tough scene for COVID there. O'Neal has a knack for boring walk-offs. This is the second time in two weeks uh, he had a walk-off walk on Saturday night, and uh, a few weeks you know, just the week before against the Rockies at a walk-off hit by pitch. So um, he kind of does nothing and, and gets gets the dog pile for it. Hey, wear it. We have ice. Yeah. Uh, we have a six-game lead in the division, so a home playoff series. And the wild card round is looking very, very nice right now. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we get that. Also, uh, Arenado and Ryan Helsley had kids this week. Um, Helsley was out for like a week because his – daughter had like complications or something like as soon as she was born she got sick or something so he stayed away from the team a little bit longer and with his wife while their daughter got really healthy Arenado was only gone for two days like literally he played Wednesday night and then like that night he informed Ali he's like hey my wife is in the hospital right now I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it to tomorrow's game and he's like all right fine yeah go home go home so he literally flew back home from Chicago after playing a Wednesday night game, and then his daughter was born Thursday morning. Um, and then Saturday night, he's back to playing again. And he goes 4-for-4 four four on base five times, and he hits a home run. Just a uh, fantastic you know, <laughs> performance from him. So expect expect them to go off even more. They got dad power now. Um, I, I do believe that was both of their first childs. So shout out to them. I also think uh, Steven Matz had a kid, too, recently. But he's been injured, so no one talks about it. Um, yeah, and he didn't really play that well at all. Yeah, true. <laughs> Although Arenado has a dog, so that he's kind of been a dad. But he had to have a big more like game. a friend. He had to have a big game for having his kid, and he did. Yeah, and Helsley, in his first game back after having a kid, picks up the win. The yeah, but that's there, just so. typical Helsley afternoon. Um uh, Arenado, I think he literally went four for four last night. Yeah, with a walk too. With a walk. So on base five times. 
had a two-run homer. Average have a kid game. Exactly. So expect more of that over the next few days. I got Sunday night baseball tonight, but it'll be over by the time the show gets released. Um, and then some other baseball news outside of the Cardinals. The Dodgers and Mets will play this week. So uh, that's going to be a fun series, I guess. Um, and then the Yankees and Mets played again. And it was supposed to be Scherzer and DeGrom that lined up to face the Yankees, and the Yankees swept them. So uh, congrats to the Yankees for that. They pick up two big wins. And the Mets and Braves race for the division is such a fun one right now. The the Twitter battle online, Mets fans literally begging Cardinals fans, like, please beat the Braves. It's yeah. so funny to me. Like Frank Fleming, Frank the Tank, yeah, begging us to beat Bloopy. And Bloopy, you know, in his free time is just stiff arming kids to the ground. That's another thing. The college football, or not the college football, the Pro Football Hall of Fame shouted out Blooper last night. Wow. Saying that uh, we acknowledge that Blooper is the first ever baseball mascot to also be making a push for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So Blooper is just on one right now. You can. It's so funny because. This, this guy, guy is a grown man in a costume, in a costume playing against no, It's just bloopy. There's okay. no human. No, there's definitely a human. I'd I like to think there's no human, but there definitely is. And it's funny to think about a grown man just going out there. These 10-year-old kids, 10-year-old kids, or 10, 12-year-old kids playing football, and he is just out there stiff-arming them and throwing them into the ground. It's so funny <laughs> to think about. It's a hilarious scene. Well, and there's no other mascot that I would expect that from except Bloopy. Exactly. Like I said, Bloopy is one of a kind right now. I mean, yeah, everybody's mascot acts a little funny, you know, does a little jiggle, whatever. Bloopy is on a whole nother level. You know, he's sliding down banisters. He is fighting Big Cat on Twitter. He is doing everything. He's stiff-arming kids, pancaking them. Fighting Mets fans online, fighting them, fighting them in the stadium. So everything. So he's just one of a kind, man. He's just a menace right right now. He's kind of hot one. Um, and then that's about all the notes I had. So the Cardinals also, after they get done with the game tonight against the Braves, they have the easiest schedule in baseball. I think we only have, excluding the the four games we have with the Brewers, we have six games against teams with winning records. So, uh, we best be be winning a lot here down the stretch. Um, and yeah, Wainwright and Yadi are about to break the battery record. I think they need after tonight, they're gonna need one more to tie and then another one to break the record. So, yeah, shout out to them for just being awesome together. Yeah. Also, uh, probably a record that'll never be broken. I. I know we don't have anything planned for NBA, but if we're done with baseball, one NBA thing that did happen was uh, actually two, but maybe the most important was Chet Holmgren is probably out for the year, which yeah. was really sad. Honestly, I felt bad for him. Um, well, I mean, we're we're a big podcast because we had a great moment with Chet on our very first episode. Oh and, uh, yeah, Gonzaga was playing BYU in the West Coast Conference Championship. We just had a great moment with Chet, and also I. I, I'm just a really big fan of his. Um, yeah. So it's just sad for us as a podcast yeah. to see that happen. We, I just wanted to see him play, honestly. I'll be honest. Like, I haven't always been the hugest Chet Holmgren fan, but he kind of won me over at times. And, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed that he won't be able to play with uh, Mr. Giddy and Lou Dort 
and all those guys. So that sucks. Um, I think it it pretty much happened after one possession of guarding LeBron. I'm pretty sure. So that was yeah, kind of so. expected, I guess. Also at the same time, I mean, yeah. um, LeBron is just too good. Another reason why LeBron's the goat. Also, you know, maybe this might help Chet uh, and his trainers and his nutritionists help him maybe give him a full year to put on NBA weight to help him avoid injury next year. Although this was kind of a freak injury with his foot. And honestly, this one might be a tough injury to come back from. I'm not really sure. I don't know a whole lot about ligaments inside of feet, but I know fractured foots are hard to come back from. Just anything on the foot because, like, your whole whole weight is pushed on the foot and you have, you know, you push off. Which he's skinny. up. Yeah. That's why, like, plantar fasciitis or whatever, that's a hard one to come come back from. from. Yeah. Um, a torn Achilles, that's not technically foot, but it's ankle area. Yeah, and you have that's to walk every to day. You, know, you can't take a break from, you know, living. Yeah. So that's why you're in a wheelchair. So, yeah. Um, so that one sucked. And then also Patrick Beverly is a Laker. So that is just not a good mix, I don't think, with Russell Westbrook. No. Not, and one even of, LeBron. I don't know how LeBron, how they just expect LeBron to control all these personalities. I don't know how they expect him to do it. You realize LeBron's the one controlling this. He's basically the GM. I know, that's also true. I don't know how he thinks he's going to be able to do this. Unless he's also just – because we saw – I don't know if you saw – maybe it was you who sent it to me um, that whenever LeBron hypes up a player on his team, they usually trade him very soon. Was that you who sent that? I can't remember. I don't think so. It was like uh, he praised Kyle Kuzma, and then they traded him. He praised Brandon Ingram, and they traded him. They praised Taylor Horton Tucker. He did that the other day. He praised him, and they just traded him. So, kind of like a Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah, where he's like Jake Kumro is my favorite receiver, and then a day later the Packers are like, oh, we're actually cutting him. Well, that's <laughs> that's actually different because Aaron Rodgers actually wants him on the team. I know the he's Packers, not the GM. Yeah, yeah. The Packers organization just like. LOL. Do the, you like him? Do the opposite, like him, huh? Do the opposite of what Aaron Rodgers actually wants. Yeah. Your Hall of Fame quarterback. LeBron is praising these guys to be like, I'm going to trade them, but before I do, I'm going to make them feel a little bit better so that they don't Yeah. Me. Yeah, he was <laughs> praising Westbrook. So that makes me think that maybe Westbrook could be on the move, which would probably be for the best. Yeah. I mean, I, part of me thinks that LeBron is doing it because, like, he he thinks that if he wins a championship with these people, the people are be like, "Oh my goodness, no one has ever won a championship with Russell Westbrook before." Well, maybe it's because it's an impossible task, LeBron. Um, it's just some things are not meant to happen. Uh, Max Homa is also in yeah. the top five now in the Tour Championship. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just worked his way up just recently. So we'll see where Max finishes. I. That would be that would be awesome if he somehow they, he's kind of down by a lot right now, but five strokes. So I'm terrible about. Um, um, I guess we can do some wheel spins and wrap up the show here. Yeah. We had a long oh, show last week. Say so. hello, kiss it goodbye. Do you have any of those? No, I have none. Okay, uh, I'll just do both of mine real quick. It's they, one of them is kind of something we talked about, and the other one is just a wild story that is something we can elaborate on. Um, my say hello was. Uh, 
say hello to weird college football graphics and airs on the television screen. There was a lot of those yesterday. Uh, I know that they put a picture up of Alabama, and it just said Alabalamba and uh, stuff like Alabama. Yeah, it's like it's like when Trump goes Obama. Yeah, like that's that. what it reminded me of. Um, and there was a couple more throughout the day. There was just some also like no context weird college football graphics going on. So it's nice to see that. So that was my say hello. My kiss and goodbye was. This is something that I wanted to talk about you with. So I guess another NBA topic. James Harden's birthday party on that yacht. Kiss it goodbye, James Harden's birthday cake. I don't know if you saw the video. He got this giant birthday cake and he just threw it into the ocean. Um, I did not see that video, but I'm pretty sure it was a fake yeah, cake, wasn't I, I'm it? I'm pretty sure it was. That's what some of the reports are saying. Um, okay. But also, I can't remember who it was. It was like Young Baby. Is that a is that a rapper? Lil Baby? Oh, he gave him like a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Harden doesn't need that. He literally is getting paid $40 million. Yeah, but it was, like, an extra it was just like in this like suitcase. And James Harden was like, yo, what is this? And he opened it up. Boom. 250 k And it was like all in bills. And then in the bottom of the suitcase was just like quarters. Because, you know, quarter milli. And I was like, damn. To be rich like that, that's got to be sick. Yeah, I hate it. I, I don't even want to talk about it because it's two rich guys yeah. giving each other money. I don't. I just want to skip over it. Yeah. <laughs> the birthday cake one's funny, but so yeah, it was just that was just something I thought I'd throw in real quick. But yeah, wheel spins. Oh, we can do that. Uh, I actually have a grit story before we get to, to wheel spins. So okay. last night, it was not last night. It was actually earlier today, Sunday afternoon. Uh, what's his name? Edward Cabrera for the Marlins. He throws like a hundred miles an hour on the mound. Absolutely smokes Trey Turner in the head with a pitch, like a hundred miles an hour. Trey Turner goes down initially, but then he gets back up within a few seconds. Uh, trainers are running out. He just puts his helmet on and turns away from the trainers and walks to first base, takes his base, and then on the very next pitch, he steals second base. So, uh, and he does his weird slide into second base. So a little bit of a grit grit award there to Trey Turner, just taking a hundred mile, hundred mile an hour heater right to the head. And just getting back up and playing baseball again. So that's also why we wear helmets in the MLB nowadays, too. Yeah. All right. I saw a pitcher got smoked the other day. I'm trying to think who it was. He has a concussion and he's out. Ooh. I didn't see that. I don't know what you're talking about. Side of the head. I can't remember who it is. But he wasn't able to play because he has a concussion. That's another thing, actually. Yesterday in college football, lots of clean hits instead of penalized hits and usually week one it's the other way around so shout out to college football coaches and getting players ready to hit safely i that was like a theme all day long where the announcers were like that's actually a clean hit so that was actually nice to see um except tony grimes i think got a concussion so so yeah <laughs> but that might have been his fault but that's neither here nor there okay wheel spins wheel spins all right I think I got all the teams. Also, I, just I'm a, using a new app now, so. Oh, okay. I'm going to do a temporary weather check. Live show weather check. Okay. Oh, you're going to go out. It is raining. I can see it through the window. Okay. It's definitely raining. It's definitely, definitely got to be raining. It looks, it looks like, like it's raining, but it, I didn't hear anything when you opened the door. So, uh, the first team is Houston Texans, just barely, too. Is that who we're doing? You summoned my dog when you opened the door, too. 
I don't blame her. Okay, so, okay, so weather, weather update. update. It is raining. Okay. It's also still Good. very muggy outside and cloudy, and I also saw a guy with his shirt off down the street. So that's your weather update. <laughs> All right. Perfect. First wheel spin. We're going to do five today since we didn't okay. do last week. Yeah. All right. Houston, Texans. Actually, this it says Houston, Texas, um, but I assume it means Texans. They just had a typo. I really don't want to talk about this team, but you have a timer pulled up? Yep. All right. I can start. So, go. Mills Mafia is the only thing I can think about this. This is the only hope they have. They did just fleece the Browns, though. They gave them, you know, they gave them a, a creep at quarterback for like three or four first-round picks. So, uh, congrats to the Texans for fleecing them. And <laughs> Lovey Smith, he's literally just a pawn to get an extra third-round pick because he's black. And the Texans are like, oh, if we hire a black head coach, then we're gonna get. Uh, a third-round pick, and then they're going to fire him after the year. So they're kind of just abusing the system here. But they might be outsmarting all of us through it all. <laughs> Is he good to talk? <laughs> this is the most accurate Texan segment I think I've ever heard in my life. Holy shit. That was all so spot on. The They, really, they did. They just gave him a creep. They hired a black coach. <laughs> For the rule, the Rudy rule. It's exactly what they're doing. They literally do not care. They're just here to lose and be in Houston. Yeah, go and remember the days of J.J. Watt. All I've got to say, uh, we're past the timer, but uh, I hope uh, John Mechie recovers from his leukemia. And uh, I hope Mills Mafia turns out. Because I actually like the city of Houston. That's all I have to say. Um, so yeah, that's Texans. Talk. I don't. <laughs> they support the Astros. I'm like, I literally just went all in on them there. That was, that was <laughs> super good. Okay. All right. Uh, can we eliminate this team now? Delete. This one's so easy to delete teams too. I like this wheel better. Spin the wheel dot app. Broncos. Have we done the Broncos yet? I don't think so. No. I think they were the ones. No, let's ride. That that division. Yeah. Yep. You got it first? Sure. Um, it's, I mean, that's right. That's pretty much all you have to say. They have Russell Wilson this year. Um, and, uh, you know, that's pretty much all that you need to compete in the West, it seems like. But I actually think that this might, the Broncos might somehow end up being the worst team in the AFC West. I think the Raiders might still have their number this year. And I don't have a whole lot to say about them. I like their receiving core. I don't really like their offensive line, but I do really like Melvin Gordon and, most importantly, Javante Williams. So we'll see how that works out for him. There is a very easily uh, obtainable scenario where they do get last in that division, but uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, they got Russell Wilson. They got Nathaniel Hackett, who I, I like because he was with the Packers and with Aaron Rodgers in the offense. Um, I think he's going to be a great head coach in Denver. Um I, I don't know if this is the year, though, that they win. It might be in the, the next upcoming years. Uh, what a chip there from Rory. <laughs> I went like five feet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That might do him in. Hilarious golf swing there from Rory McIlroy. Look at this. <laughs> it barely, I mean, at least he got it off. Drops down to his knees. Is that even on the green? No. It's still on the grass. Yeah. 
or the rough. Or Drops down to his knees in disappointment. All right, that was funny. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, next team, I guess. <laughs> Done with the Broncos. <clears throat> I think we did the Bengals already, didn't we? I don't know. I, I'm i not sure. I, we definitely Hold on, I can... I have an old list of teams that we did. But it's not updated. It's been a few weeks since I updated it. You have the bungles on there. I have Buccaneers, Raiders, football team, Bills, Browns, Panthers, Falcons, Steelers, Cowboys, 49ers. So this hasn't been updated since August 2nd. I think we did the Bengals last three weeks. We might not, but we can just do the Bengals. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, yeah. I'll just start. Um, Joe Mama Burrow. Uh, there was a fake graphic that went out yesterday that said that the only teams that we have to fear coming out of the AFC this year are the Chiefs and, no, not the Chiefs, sorry, the Chargers and, fuck, I don't even remember the other team, so it's a wasted talking point here. Um, they have Jamar Chase, so yeah. And sweet new white jerseys, so yeah, Luke's turn. Um, I, they got they got Joe Burrow. That's all you have to say. They got a great receiving core. Their defense is stepping up. They're a young team, and they signed some big offensive line pieces this year. I can't remember the names, but they did do that. And I can't go back to the clock. I can't see. Okay, thirteen seconds. And but they're in a tough division with the AFC North. They're going to have to compete with the Ravens. And uh, I I don't think that they're going to come back out of the. People are saying they might go back to the Super Bowl, but I don't think they will. Yeah, yeah, I. They missed. Miss that was their chance last year to do that. Yeah, yeah. they had a miracle run and they dropped it on its head. Honestly, so I'm not a Bungles fan. Everybody knows that. Not a Ratbirds fan. Clearly not a Browns fan. So I also had my mic muted for a while. I'm not sure how long I had it muted for. So it might have just been nice. It's okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't really say shit about that team anyway. Oh Bengals. yeah, they also they uh they have Eli Apple. People forget that, <laughs> and he just gets burnt in practice all the time. So okay, he actually played good in the playoff run last year though. Seattle. Oh my god, what a shit show! Okay, I, I'll go first on this one. Okay. Okay, so they just named Geno Smith their starter, which is something that only a team that is hoping to play for the number one overall pick in the draft next year would do. Um, and I don't blame them because if you do that, you have a chance, you have a choice of Bryce Young, you got a choice of C.J. Stroud next year in the draft, as well as a variety of other players. So uh, I would be surprised if Pete Carroll is there after this year because I think he'll just retire because he doesn't want to deal with this rebuild. Um, and he's old. He doesn't appear old. He's like a young old guy, but uh, he is old. And uh, Drew Locke just sucks. <laughs> Yeah. No offense. So so is the team. I feel bad for the fans though. Great fans. Imagine if they uh got Will Anderson though. I feel like he might look cool in those uniforms. Although they would have to get a quarterback, I feel like. Yeah. Um, just be one of those teams. Yeah. I know that Shaquem Griffin just retired from the Seahawks. Single handedly changed the game. Um yeah, that's pretty much about it. They have a good receiver. He also single-handedly did 20 reps of 225 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's impressive as shit. Single-handedly did that. So, yeah, 
Okay, next team. All right, get the Seahawks. Really good in-depth analysis today in the NFL teams. We just want to get the show done. So this is the last one that we're doing. Oh, my God. Oh, why? <laughs> just another shitter. The Bears. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm starting. I actually have a few good things to say about the Bears. Okay. Yesterday, Justin Fields was on fire. His mechanics looked incredible. And he was throwing laser beams against the Browns yesterday. He had three touchdowns yesterday and threw for over 150 yards, and he did not play close to the whole game. So the Bears might might be frisky. So who knows? Um, and their defense looked solid yesterday until they put in all the shitters. So, yeah. Bears, Bears always have a solid defense, though. It, it, it feels like... Um, and, but they're in the division with the the NFC North. They're they're going to be last. Justin Fields, I think, has some promise, but his team just isn't very good. Uh, they do have the you know the new coach. Obviously, we'll get to see how he does. Just really not a fun team overall. Very boring team though. Just kind of bleh, kind of meh. And to follow you know with the Seahawks and then this, just kind of meh. We can do one more team though, since I think we might have done the uh, Bengals. You want to do one more team? Okay, sure, whatever. There's all the teams left are just mid. Besides one, we might get the team that's not mid. Oh, oh, Baltimore Ravens. How about that? Okay. Um, AFC North Day. Yeah. Ooh, we got two of them. Um, okay. you got it. Yeah. Let me reset. Uh, I'm surprised that they didn't. Resign Lamar Jackson yet, so it's kind of another bet on yourself kind of year. Apparently, he wants a bunch of guaranteed money, and I think because he's a scrambling quarterback, they didn't want to give it to him all in guaranteed money. Um, but the Ravens front office always knows what they're doing. But if he hits the open market, he will get paid. So I would advise the Ravens to resign the former MVP Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar Jackson. I loved him at Louisville, and I think he's fun. So yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of hope he does hit the open market, just because it's been so long since a big QB hit the open market. Besides, like Tom Brady, but he was also old when he did it. Um, Lamar would be a nice young treat, and he's just so electric to watch. They just really don't have any receivers, but their offense is still fun. Their defense is good as always. I just feel like they always draft guys to go in the defensive scheme. John Harbaugh's a great coach, and I hope they keep going for two and losing games because it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, that's our show, you know, I guess. Now that I think about it, they really don't have much receivers. Oh, they have a great tight end room. Now that I think, about Mark it. Andrews, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Oh, that's true. He was a they like and Charlie Kolar out of Iowa State. He was a stud in. At they Iowa got State. both of them. Yeah, and Isaiah wanted, Likely was a fourth round pick. I wanted the Packers to draft Charlie Kolar. He probably would have watched for a few them. games no of offense. They can't develop tight ends for shit. Hey, Bobby Tanyan's good. Nah, that's true. He's coming back this year. Um, still don't draft him in fantasy, though. And uh, with that, that's going to wrap up episode 25. Yeah. Quarter of the way to 100. So. Yeah, hopefully everything works out with uh, how we're recording today. Yeah. We're not sure, but we hope it will. So, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, We'll see you guys next week for the NFL preview show. Yeah, another preview show. Let's go. And maybe a little uh, college football recap, but 
Yeah. There's a big slate coming up. But yeah, exactly. mostly so, NFL. Big show next week, so make sure you stay tuned. All right. Have a good uh, rest of your week. That's, that's my line. Have a great week. <laughs> I had to get it. <laughs>